guys again today. It is Wednesday, which would be May the 19th. I did not do a podcast on Monday, May the 17th, and the reason is purely selfish. I had the chance on May the 17th to play in a golf outing with my wife and two guys that I really like, two really good friends of mine, two really strong Christian brothers, and it started at 9 a.m., and I didn't get out of bed in time to do a podcast and get to the golf course in time. So uh, I hope you don't think that the podcast is going away because it definitely is not. I feel very strongly about the mission of this podcast, which is to engage with a lot of you guys who got to know me. Uh, through my uh, work on the radio, some of it with Chris Spielman, got to know me through the podcast that Chris and I used to do together for the better part of a year before Chris took the job with the Lions. So I took a day off, and I thought I might get up in time to do it, but I didn't, and we had a great time on Monday, and God blessed us with a very nice weather day given an ominous forecast, my first golf round of the year, and I actually contributed a little bit in the outing, uh, including making a long eagle putt, which was fun. But I got to spend the day with my beautiful wife, and we just had an awesome time. And I'm so grateful for uh, friends like Stan and Matt who enrich my life uh, enormously. Uh, We are blessed when we have friends who share our values. And the number one value, of course, that uh, you can share is the love of Jesus. And I definitely have that with Stan and Matt. So thanks so much to them, uh, to Stan for springing for the outing and for just a fun day at Heritage Golf Club. So we're back today. A little bit of a light day on the sports side, although there's some stuff going on here in Columbus and a few things with Ohio State. PGA Championship comes up this weekend at Kiowa Island in South Carolina, where they played a Ryder Cup, and it'll be, I think, a really interesting event to watch. It's hard to know when the PGA is going to be played. For years, it was the last major Uh, Now it's moved up on the calendar, and it's in advance of the Memorial Tournament in close proximity to the U.S. Open. So uh, we'll see how that one goes, talk a little bit about that, who I want to win, who I think might win. Predicting a golf winner, and now that Tiger is, you know, done playing professional golf, uh, is hard. Uh, And I like it better that way. It's more interesting to me. I know a lot of people miss Tiger, love Tiger, love to see Tiger dominate. I like it better when it's wide open. So, uh That is uh, where I stand on that one. Uh, Let's start with a shout-out to my friends at auiinfo.com. Chrissy, Steve, the team at AUI, 17 members strong. They are in business to help your business. If you are a business person, you can be solo. You can have a small business, two employees to 50. It's a key time for you. We're ramping back up. Challenges in the business world, they never go away, but it's been more challenging during the pandemic. And it's challenging now for a lot of businesses to find employees. One of the ways you can find them and attract them and keep them is with great benefits. That's where auiinfo.com comes in. They help you find great benefits packages at the best cost for you. So auiinfo.com is a free service. It's hard for people to comprehend that they could get something that's valuable for free. But that's salvation, right? Yeah. And it's also auiinfo.com's counsel. So Type in on their chat feature what you're looking for. You don't have to research the benefits. They do it all for you. They'll help you with your HR. They have free HR counseling and HR modules, 300 of them to train your employees. Wouldn't it be nice as a business owner to have everything taken off your plate and to still get great coverage and great help with HR? Well, it's there, but you just have to trust me on the fact that auiinfo.com can provide it. So check them out, auiinfo.com, free, no strings attached. Trust me, I wouldn't lie to you. That would be against the whole mission of this podcast. Okay, let's start with uh, a little Indians last night. They uh, 
I don't know if they won or lost, but Shohei Otani of the Angels hit a 440-foot homer to center field. What a moonshot. This dude, I'm not going to like bore you with a bunch of baseball talk, but I am into stars, and I am into transformative, uh, iconic players. This guy is one of the best pitchers in the American League, and he leads the American League in home runs with 14, and he plays out in California where the games are late at night, and we don't really get a chance to see him. Uh, except when he's playing the Indians or playing the Reds. I don't even know if they do play the Reds. But I just thought that was something worth note. Like, amaze your friends. Say, hey, did you see what Shohei Otani did last night? This dude is amazing. And the Angels are not that interesting right now because Mike Trout's out for eight weeks. But that was just something I was like, holy smokes. He leads the majors and homers with 14, and he hit one 440 feet. So that's worth noting. Okay, uh, when it comes to Ohio State football, which I know is the first love of many of you who listen to this, they're going to start at Minnesota on a Thursday night, debut of a new quarterback. I think it'll be C.J. Stroud. Then they come back home, not the very next Saturday. That'd be like a two-day turnaround. No, like nine, ten days later, and they play Oregon, and the Oregon game kicks off at noon. So we know the two most important games on the schedule, Oregon and Michigan, are going to kick off at noon. Uh, Michigan on the road, Oregon at home. Kayvon Thibodeau of Oregon is one of the best pass rushers in the country. Oregon's a good team. Mario Cristobal's recruited well. That'll be a challenge for Ohio State in their second game of the season. But, man, they got so many receivers, and I think their running game is going to be amazing because their offensive line should be amazing. So just a little note, the Oregon game is a noon game. All right, uh, the Columbus crew is back. (laughs) What a goofy saga this has been. Uh, The Columbus crew angered its fan base three, four, five, I don't know, probably more years ago by adding SC to its name. And that was when Anthony Precourt owned the team. And they were militant about, we're not the crew, we're crew SC. Soccer snobbish attitude. Okay, so we got used to the SC being a part of the thing. Then Precourt tried to move the team. You know that story. Crew fans rose up, saved the crew, hashtag save the crew, worldwide trending. Uh, Pete Edwards, who I've known for years, uh, swoops in, loves the team. The Edwards family, great family. Teams with the Haslam's, Browns owners, Jimmy and D Haslam, they buy the team. Hey, whoa, whoa, everybody loves the team. Hey, we saved the crew. Yay, we're getting a new stadium. Everything's great. <laughs> Last week, they decide they're going to rebrand. After winning the MLS Cup, dumb, dumb idea. They rebrand, and it's not that dumb of an idea unless you do what they did, which is take the crew off the crew and say, oh, no, you can call them the crew, but now we're going to be Columbus SC. Fans hated it. Fans rose up. Uh, And Monday night, the team announces after meeting with the Nordeca, the fan group that follows the team, very loyal group, um, and they weren't going to stand for this. They saved the team once. This is a smaller fight than that. So the ownership did the right thing, and they basically dropped their goofy new logo. They um, amended it a bit to include the number 96, which is the year the team was founded. This is a classic study in how to invent trouble. And um, I honestly don't know the genesis of this other than I think it was birthed in Cleveland because of, hey, we got all this momentum and let's buy new, let's get new logos and new gear and everybody will show up at our stadium in July and want the newest, freshest crew gear. 
except it's got to say crew on it. And now it will. But um, what a colossal stumble. But they, they made it right. Now all is well. They've made up. They're going to run everything they do through their fan, you know, coalition. Just dumb. I'm always amazed how professional franchises with quote-unquote professional PR people and crisis management people can be so bad at the things they're supposed to be good at. Um, so I guess in the end, all that matters is they got it right. They got it right, but boy, was that stupid. And um, I'll just leave it there. I'll just leave it there. Okay. <laughs> Second sponsor, Reed Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. You know them. You watch the faith portion of the podcast on my YouTube channel, Bruce Hooley YouTube channel. Search that. You will see the Hemisphere Coffee Roasters poster. They're very loyal to me. I appreciate them very much. I'd appreciate it if you'd learn to appreciate them very much. Give them a chance. Buy their coffee once. If you don't like it, end of story. Won't bug you again, but I think you will love it. Everybody, I've not literally not had one person tell me, yeah, I've tried their coffee. Eh, it was just okay. No, they all like, no, it's really good. And I love them because they do great things around the world. What we're charged to do as Christians is to take the gifts and resources God has given us and to use them to reach people with the gospel of Christ. And that is what Paul and Grace and Andy and the people at Hemisphere do. And that's what my friends at AUI do. That's what my friends at Willow Spangler Starling do. That's what my friends at CBD Health Collection do. Everybody's got different gifts, different, different talents, different interests. And God finds a way to plug us all in to the world. And hopefully we use the prosperity he's given us, the vision he's given us, the mission he's given us, the talents he's given us, the ministry fields he's given us to do good, but in doing good, don't just do good, but do good to steer people to the saving grace of Jesus. That's what Paul and Grace and Andy do at Hemisphere. So order your coffee, your chocolate, your tea, your gift boxes and baskets, and think of Hemisphere when you're giving a wedding gift. Give a great wedding gift. Send it. You know, How many of us are invited to weddings we're not going to? Me. Send Hemisphere. Because then you're doing great things around the world. You're saving 15% when you use the promo code We Tackle Life. You're introducing a couple that, you know, thought enough of you to invite you to their wedding to Hemisphere Coffee. So there you go. It's a great win for everybody. And maybe they love it. Maybe they become repeat customers. And that helps the mission of Hemisphere. It's all a win. So use the promo code We Tackle Life in all caps and get 15% off at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Blue Jackets continue to search for a coach. And Aaron Portsline, who does a phenomenal job reporting on the Blue Jackets and writing for The Athletic, reported in kind of a notes column uh, where he also floated the name of Gerard Gallant, former Blue Jackets coach who took the Las Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year and had also did a nice job coaching the Florida Panthers after two and a half or so seasons, maybe three and a half with the Blue Jackets. Uh, Porty drops the Porty bomb that John Tortorella wanted to quit after last season, and they should have let him. But they didn't want to pay him to do nothing. They're cheap, like Mike Brown. That's just their economic reality with the Blue Jackets. And Torts, I don't. He had a contract for two and a half million dollars. He wanted all two and a half. Don't blame him there. Porty wrote that Nick Foligno, former captain of the Blue Jackets. Ouch! It still hurts to say that that Nick Foligno's not in Columbus. But Nick Foligno talked him into trying to finish what they started. Yeah. Bill Belichick is the king of get rid of a guy a year too early rather than a year too late. Mm. 
Does that ring true of John Tortorella and the Blue Jackets? Yes, it does. Um, I get it. They wanted to have him back, finish his contract, see if they could finish the job. It was a disastrous year. Um, and now Nick Felino's not even here. And David Savard's not even here. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is not even here. And so John Tortorella won't be here. And we'll see who the next coach is. Gerard Gallant, would he do a good job? I honestly don't know. If Porty thinks he would, I'll, I'll roll with Porty. He's a smart guy. He knows hockey. Knows it a lot better than I do. They got to make the right call on their goalie, Elvis or uh, Corpy. If they make the right call on that, they have a chance to be good um, if their young players develop. The Blue Jackets feel to me like the, yeah, kind of like the Reds, kind of like the Indians, kind of like our Bengals and our Browns. That's kind of our lot in life. We get Ohio State, which is elite, which is the king of the kings, which is the best, the brightest, the best recruits, the highest budget, great coaches. And, you know, Chris Spielman had a rule. He used to say uh, his GVF rule. <laughs> Spiels will laugh that I remember the GVF rule. The GVF rule is God is very fair. Nobody gets it all. That's what Chris used to say. Nobody gets it all. Rick, he said, got, uh, you know, the brains. And Rick would say the looks. Chris got the athletic talent. The Ohio State, they get, they get a lot, but... They don't win the national championship every year like Bama. I don't know. Maybe Bama gets it all. But in Ohio sports, we get Ohio State, but we don't get the other stuff. We don't get a Super Bowl championship. We don't get a World Series championship, at least if you're an Indians fan in my lifetime. And the Reds, it's been since 1990. So um, the Columbus Blue Jackets kind of feel like they fit into that. Kind of like enough, good enough to get you excited, not good enough which leaves you frustrated. So we'll see. Maybe their next coach is transformative. The problem is when they get a good player, they can't afford to keep him. And Seth Jones may be that kind of a guy. They have Seth under contract for one more year. And if Seth wants the moon financially, he won't find it here. Um, maybe he maybe he heads out. I would if, if I had to bet, if you're a betting man, you think Seth Jones is signing a long-term deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets and living it out? He might sign a long-term deal with the Blue Jackets. I don't know if hockey works like basketball where hockey teams can pay guys more. I don't think so. But he may sign a huge deal. I'd be surprised if he finished it out as a Blue Jacket. Look, how many guys have we had that we thought, oh, we're never getting rid of him? Rick Nash, Artemi Panarin, Sergei Bobrovsky, Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, Ryan Johansson. <laughs> on and on and on, right? Yeah, and they're all out of here. So Seth Jones, Zach Warinsky, probably out of here too at some point in time. Hate to hit you with a reality bomb, but that's probably where we are. Okay, a little bit of detail on the Ohio State basketball schedule. They will play in a preseason tournament in Fort Myers, Florida with Cal, Florida, and Seton Hall. They were guaranteed two games there. Uh, not three, but two. Don't know who they will play. Next year, they go to the Maui Invitational. Next year, the team will look a whole lot different. As I presume, EJ Liddell's playing his last year. Dwayne Washington's playing his last year. A lot of guys are playing their last year, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Jerome Hunter is in the transfer portal. The Pick Pickerington uh, kid who went to Indiana. Broke my heart when he went to Indiana. Saw him play in the state championship game when he was a young um uh, 
player, and he was he's really good. My guess is Ohio State is not going to get Jerome Hunter because I think Ohio State is at its limit with high-maintenance wings from Columbus. And I will just leave that there. You can figure out what I mean by that on your own if you're a savvy Ohio State basketball fan and you know who they have and where they came from. But Jerome Hunter would, I think, step in and be a nice addition I have no idea if his temperament is geared to the team, but they do have a spot open, I think. I think they have a spot open. Ibrahima Diallo left, but they have Jimmy Sotos and Kyle Young on extra year waivers. So if you're over the limit, but you're over the limit because of a waiver and a kid who's not getting a waiver leaves, can you replace him? I should have researched that before I started this podcast. But uh, at any rate, I would not anticipate that Ohio State will add Jerome Hunter to the mix, although uh, he intrigues me. But as I say, we're at our limit with high-maintenance transfers who hail from the Columbus area. Okay, um, what's left? The PGA Championship is left. The PGA Championship at Kiowa, second major of the year. Sam Burns is the hottest player on the PGA Tour. You've probably never heard of Sam Burns unless you're really dialed in, but he's finished first and second the last two weeks. Uh, he lost to K.H. Lee this past weekend in, was that in Charlotte? I think it was. I think so. Yes. Maybe, no, maybe not Charlotte. But at any rate, uh, the Byron Nelson. No, it wasn't in Charlotte. It was in Fort Worth. Uh, we have the memorial coming up in a couple weeks, right about the time the cicadas arrive. But first, the PGA Championship. People are picking Jordan Spieth to win the career Grand Slam at the PGA at Kiowa. I just can't see it. I know he's driving it better. I know he's putting like the old Jordan Spieth. It just feels to me like Jordan Spieth opens the door to let a tournament get away still one out of every four days. And I just don't feel like he can put 72 phenomenal holes together and win. Bryson DeChambeau hits it a mile. If he can win at Wingfoot, he can win anywhere. People thought he couldn't win at Wingfoot, but he did. He can overpower a golf course, but at Kiowa, some of his drives, if they aren't in a fairway, he could really be in a bad spot. Bryson DeChambeau feels to me like a guy who's going to make too many double bogeys to win the PGA Championship. You can make bogey, double bogey, very difficult to come back from that. So he's going to make one or two of those around, and that I think is going to keep Bryson DeChambeau from winning the PGA Championship. Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy has not won a major for how many years do you think? Three? Four? Keep going. Five? Keep going. Six? Keep going. Seven? Seven years. Seven? Seven years since Rory McIlroy won a major. Yikes. So I don't think he's going to win. Dustin Johnson, sure, he could win any week. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, who won the Masters, I don't think so. He spent a month in Japan. Hideki's probably enjoying his Masters win, sleeping in his green jacket. Um, so I don't think Shide uh, Hideki Matsuyama will win. Uh, it'll be some guy. The PGA is typically your weirdo champion. Like... The PGA Championship is your rich beam 
championship. I know Davis Love's a better player than Rich Beam. That's Davis Love's only major. That's, um, there's just been a bunch of guys who win the PGA, and you're like, really? That guy won the PGA? So um, I would say it'll be some guy. I mean, like Will Zalatoris is the perfect PGA champion. Colin Marikawa won the PGA a while back, but he's uh, last year, I think. But that, that dude's going to win a lot more majors. So uh, would this be a nice major for Xander Shoffley? Yes. I like Xander Shoffley. I think Xander's going to win a major. But um, he had a chance to win the Masters, and he yacked it away uh, by hitting it in the water on 16. So I would say it'll be a relative unknown. Will Zalatoris is my pick because he's played well here recently. So that's a long shot of long shots, Will Zalatoris. We'll see if I am right. I know I'm right when I talk about Willis Spangler Starling being a great law firm. They're great people. Uh, shouted Stan out in the beginning of the podcast for the fun I had at the outing on Monday. You want an attorney that you identify with, that you like talking to, that you don't feel uh, is uh, clock watching and charging you for every minute. Uh, Willis Spangler Starling takes a lot of cases on contingency. They take a lot of cases on a flat fee basis. Uh, they are very, very, very skilled at putting you at ease when it comes to the biggest deal you have going. And trust me, if you're involved in a lawsuit, that's the biggest deal you have going because those are not familiar waters for us to swim in, but they are familiar waters for Willis Spangler Starling to swim in. So employment law, social security disability, wills estate planning, probate, personal injury, all the big things that intersect your life from a legal perspective, Willis Spangler Starling more than capable, more, more, more than capable of handling that. And they're online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. Their website uh, offers you a lot of just great free legal counsel, but also gives you a chance to get to know them. You'll be able to talk, uh, browse their uh, core values and why they arrived at these core values. Everybody can have core values to actually live out core values, and I see it in the lives of the partners there. So I, I just couldn't recommend them any more highly than I do. Willis Spangler Starling, online, willisattorneys.com. Willis Spangler Starling. I try in the faith portion of the podcast not to get political and to keep the faith matters on matters of encouragement. And yet, the burden that I feel uh, as I go about my job uh, at 98.9 The Answer, 5 to 7, and as I go about my job here on the podcast, ultimately, everything I do is about bringing people to Christ, helping them to understand the simplicity of the gospel, which I missed for 30-some years. I thought it was about my behavior. Was I good enough? A lot of people think that. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is easy to understand. It has to be easy to understand. If you're going to be held accountable for what you do with Jesus personally— Mom and dad can't make that decision for you. You're not going to go to heaven because you sat next to your parents in church. Um, or your wife, for you men who may be a little wishy-washy on your spirituality, on your commitment, it's a personal decision. You'll be held personally accountable for it. Every person in the world, everybody. So the gospel then, therefore, has to be easy to understand. A holy God, a just God, a loving God, wouldn't hold you responsible for something you don't understand. I don't understand calculus. <laughs> the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not complex like calculus. 
it's simple addition and subtraction. The addition of Jesus in your life and what he did on the cross for you, taking your sin, your guilt, your shame, subtracts from you your responsibility to a holy God for the things you did because all those things you given them over to Jesus. So Bruce plus Jesus at the cross equals forgiveness. Simple, right? You're not good enough. I'm not good enough. Nobody's good enough. Jesus was good enough. And so if we are cleansed by laying our sin on him and him taking it and providing the atonement, the payment for the things we've done wrong, presto changeo. We are holy in God's sight. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Simple, easy to understand. But there are a lot of people who pervert it, who misportray it. And so they are described in the Bible as false prophets, whitewashed tombs, brood of vipers, ravenous wolves. Not very flattering descriptions because they're a threat to you. They're a threat to your eternal destiny. And I want to make clear before I identify a couple of them that racism, disadvantaging one race of people because you think you're superior based upon your color, whatever your color is, is evil and is not of God. In the book of Galatians, Paul writes that there's neither slave nor free, Jew nor Greek, male or female. We are all one, all one in Christ Jesus. God loves everyone. He makes Jesus available to everyone. Asians, Hispanics, blacks, whites, Native Americans, Jesus available to everyone. Same Savior, same formula to become saved, no delineation in the kingdom of God. God's kingdom is not of this world, Jesus told Pilate. My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is of another world. If it was of this world, you'd be in a lot of trouble, dude. (laughs) That was my paraphrase of that. But Jesus was not an earthly conqueror. Jesus did not come to deliver the oppressed in this life. He came to, he said, set the captives free, but not in this life. His kingdom's not of this world. He came to set the captives free from sin, free from guilt, free from shame, free from fear. That's what Jesus came to set us who are captivated, who are not captivated, who are captive to sin. Set us free from that. And what does Paul say? It is for, why did he set us free? For freedom. He set us free. It is for freedom that Christ set you free. So live freely. Live at peace. Know you're saved. And then share that love, that great news, that good news. The gospel is good news with others. But there are people who pervert that gospel. And one of those people is Ibram X. Kendi. Ibram X. Kendi is a devotee of critical race theory. It's a, it's a false theology. It's a fake religion. It's a dangerous religion. Ibram X. Kendi is a national figure, but there are local figures who do it too. Tim Ahrens, pastor, First Congregational Church of Columbus, is a false teacher. He is a leader of many people, and he is leading them astray. His editorial in the Columbus Dispatch yesterday was filled with no fruits of the Spirit. No love, no joy, no peace, no patience, no kindness, no gentleness, no self-control. It was filled with slander. It was filled with hate. It was filled with demands. 
It even ended with a, <laughs> a statement that is ludicrous for a pastor of the gospel of Jesus Christ to make about what Tim Aarons wrote about what he deserves as a citizen of Columbus. All we deserve, all of us, is eternal damnation. Thankfully, Jesus provided a way for us to escape that. But I want to blow up uh, critical race theory and this false gospel out there. Ibram X. Kendi, Google Ibram X. Kendi Manhattan Church critical race theory. You'll find a picture of Ibram X. Kendi at a Manhattan church in March of this year, ironically, sitting in front of a chiseled inscription of the Great Commission behind him. The Great Commission, the final words of Jesus to his disciples as he ascended to heaven in Matthew 28. And he said, it's written on the wall right behind him. He should have turned around and read it. All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded, uh, what, teaching you to obey all things, whatever I have commanded, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. That's the Great Commission. Go and preach the gospel. Teach people to obey the commandments of Jesus. You're not saved because you obey. You're saved because Jesus obeyed, and you're claiming that for yourself. But that's not the gospel of Ibram X. Kendi. That's not the gospel of Tim Aarons. That's not the gospel of a lot of, quote-unquote, faith leaders in Columbus and around the world, their gospel is a different gospel. Ibram X. Kendi says flat out, he says, you can watch the video, Google that, you'll find it. The job of the Christian, Ibram X. Kendi says, is to liberate society from powers on earth that are oppressing humanity. That's Ibram X. Kendi's words. The job of the Christian is to liberate society from the powers on earth that are oppressing humanity. No, wrong lie, false gospel, false gospel. If you follow that gospel, that's a works theology. I'm going to work my way to heaven by doing, 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 doing. No, you can't do enough. You can never be good enough. Ibram X. Kendi's lying to you. He's perverted the gospel of Jesus. Tim Aarons is lying to you. He's perverted the gospel of Jesus. Any faith leader who preaches extols liberation theology, critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, any of it lies. The gospel of Jesus Christ calls each person to individual repentance of the human heart from their own personal sin. It has nothing to do, nothing to do with your works and deeds. God does not change you so he can love you. He loves you so he can change you. They are preaching that you have to do something in order to earn something. You earn nothing in the kingdom of God. Paul says, my works are filthy rags. The, gospel, the, gospel, the letter of Paul to the Galatians is the best way to understand because Paul is talking to a church that has perverted the gospel like Ibram X. Kendi, like Tim Aarons, like faith, the faith coalition of leaders in Columbus. And Paul says to them, If anybody, this is first, this is Galatians 1.9. I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, which is Jesus at the cross, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone. 
That's the gospel. Grace alone, forgiveness, unmerited grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone. That's the gospel. If anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than that, Paul says, let him be eternally condemned. Eternally condemned. That is the path you are on if you are following a critical race theory exalting pastor, advisor, activist, devotee. If they are not preaching to you, grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone, you are in a heretical church and you need to get out and find one that preaches the true gospel. The one on the wall behind Ibram X. Kendi in this picture, the one he refuses to preach because he has his own idea of what the gospel should be. He wants to be God. He's not. There's only one God. He's the sovereign God of the universe. And I pray that you find him through the only means by which he established for you to find him and be reconciled to him. That is my fondest wish for you. I'm so thankful that I was able to be blessed with the clarity to understand that in my 30s. It becomes more real to me every day. It is my passion in life to share it with you. And I will not be shy about standing up against people who lie to you and would take you to eternal damnation, like Tim Ahrens, like Ibram X. Kendi, like a host of others. That's the truth. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, then you are my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God bless you. Thank you for your time today. Have a great day.